In this episode today, we're going to be dissecting the top four business models pertinent to real estate teams from least valuable to most valuable. And I'm going to be diving deep into community teams, rainmaker teams, CEO models, and Navy SEAL teams. You don't want to miss it. Hi, I'm Jeff Cohn, host of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders, broker owners, and thought leaders from across the country. In this episode, you're going to learn about the top four types of teams that exist, starting from community team, to rainmaker team, to CEO team, to Navy SEAL team, and which one is best for you. So when I got into the real estate business in 2006, I was an individual agent. I sold for six years full-time. Um, in my best year, I generated about $450,000 of profit. And I knew that I wasn't going to be able to sustain the lifestyle that I was living to be able to generate that type of revenue and serve that many clients. And so I knew I wanted to build a real estate team. I know a lot of our listeners are in the process of defining what kind of team they want to build. Maybe you've already started on your journey. Maybe you're not even licensed yet, but I want this episode to help serve you so that you can choose which type of team makes the most sense for you. Um, I actually had the luxury of working with my mom and dad, um, learned a lot from them. They were in the business um, for, my mom was in the business since I started kindergarten. She got licensed in like 1986 and worked as an assistant under my uncle. And when I got into the business, we decided to start a community team. Um, what a community team consists of is two or three individuals who all share in overhead expenses, but they eat what they kill. So all of their sales, all the revenue that's generated, they get to keep 100% of it, but they might share in the cost of an office or in the cap that's charged to them by their real estate brokerage. Um, the community team doesn't have a lot of value. So if you were to leave the business and you were exiting as a community team, you really don't have anything to offer other than maybe your database, but you haven't built anything that can sustain itself with you not being there. Um, so it's the least valuable type of team, but it is one that we see exists in a lot of places. Um, a lot of partnerships, people think they're a CEO model, but a lot of partnerships that I've seen out there with two or three individuals is essentially a community partnership um, where you move out of community team and more into a rainmaker team is when the rainmaker is the one doing a majority of the business <clears throat> and they have five, 10, 20 agents that surround them. Um, all of those agents, I call I call it the shark suckerfish team uh, because the shark gets to eat a majority of the meat. They're getting to work all the big clients. They're getting to work all the low lying fruit. They're the ones making a majority of the income while all the suckerfish. And I know it's a horrible analogy and it might offend some people, but I really feel like it looks that way because the rest of the agents on the team are picking up the scraps. They're picking up all the heavy weight. They're not converting at a very high level. And I feel like it's the rainmaker taking advantage of those suckerfish to help sustain their lifestyle and their business instead of really um, trying to help the people that are inside of their world. Um, this is also not very valuable. Um, it's hard for a rainmaker to exit because they're the ones making the rain. So if they try to leave and it's just a team of suckerfish that are left at the end of the day, there's not very many people that would want to acquire that business. Um, a few of the other dysfunctions of the shark suckerfish business is the rainmakers always out there selling. They're working 80 hours a week. Um, they're not focusing on trainings. They're not focusing on accountability. They're not focusing on lead gen for their agents. And so the agents inside their world, oftentimes there's lots of turnover. Um, a lot of times the culture isn't that great. Um, a lot of the agents in a shark suckerfish environment will complain that the rainmakers taking leads from them. 
Um, I have a recent story actually from my real estate company where there's a rumor about a Rainmaker team agent who came into an open house of one of their agents. And in that open house, they took a buyer lead from their agent that was on their team and ended up working it all the way to closing. Um, whereas I feel like a stronger leader would have chosen to, high, to be able to generate that buyer lead opportunity and turn it over to the agent that's on their team. So the next best team model is the CEO model. Uh, the CEO model is outlined in the book Gary Keller wrote, which is the, um, uh, the red, they call it the red book, millionaire real estate agent. And inside of millionaire real estate agent, it talks about how an agent can get to the seventh level. Seventh level is where you're generating over a net million dollars a year, working less than five hours a week on your business. CEO model is a team where the rainmaker chooses to fire themselves, and I'd rather say retire themselves, and put themselves in a position of leadership or hire a position of leadership to run the team for them. And you incorporate culture, leads, accountability, systems, and strategies into your business so that you're no longer necessary. This is the highest value team. It's a team that can be sold. And one of the interesting dichotomies that I found in valuing businesses is the more that the rainmaker or CEO is not necessary, the more valuable the business becomes because the business can scale without the rainmaker or owner being necessary. And so as you think about this, take hit pause and think how necessary are you right now in your organization and what key position would you need to hire to help take your business to the next level? And beyond that mindset, one might ask, once you've fired yourself or hired your replacement, what activity could you now spend your time doing that would generate more income for you per hour than the activity that you're currently in? And so back in 2006, I was selling full-time. 2011, we launched our team. 2014, I retired myself as a sales agent and I went full-time into a team leader role. And I truly adopted the MREA, Millionaire Real Estate Agent model, um, where I was able to go seventh level within two years. So 2016, I netted over a million dollars. I was working less than five hours a week in my business. And I chose to replace my time with building ancillary businesses that ran parallel to the real estate transaction. And so I became hyper-focused in building a mortgage company, title company, insurance company, property management company, and an investment company, as well as Elite Real Estate Systems and our team building podcast. And it's been a constant pattern that I've chosen to adopt in my life is always asking myself, if I were to replace myself today, what role could I move into that's gonna generate more money and less time with less energy? And as a true leader, that should be the exact same question we're asking ourselves as we lead people in our world. What job could they fire themselves from to help them make more money and less time with less energy and find their replacement? Um, the fourth type of team is a Navy SEAL team. And why I choose to share this is because a lot of agents and rainmakers choose never to leave the rainmaker role. And so I talked about shark suckerfish before in kind of a negative connotation. I wanna talk about the Navy SEAL team in a positive connotation. Instead of it being shark suckerfish, you have no agents in terms of a suckerfish, you put people on a salary. So the Navy SEAL rainmaker, so to speak, chooses intentionally to continue servicing clients, but they only choose to service clients as long as it's generating X dollar amount per hour. And why I say X is it's up to each of us to define the income that we wanna earn. And you just simply have to choose how much you wanna make and then charge your clients that dollar amount. So if you wanna make 100,000 a year and you're gonna work 40 hours a week, you just need to charge your clients $50 an hour. 
If you want to make a million dollars a year, it's $500 an hour. So if you figure out how you spend your time and what your highest income producing activities are, if you're a rainmaker and you're a top producing agent, 80% of your time should be spent um, prospecting for leads and 20% of your time should be spent servicing those leads. So what I see a rainmaker team being is one full-time buyer's assistant that gets paid a salary plus small bonuses and one full-time listing assistant that gets paid salary plus bonus. You'd have one COO or operating partner, uh, maybe a marketing department, uh, maybe a sign runner, a showing assistant, those types of roles. But you as the rainmaker would be meeting with the majority of the clients in person, um, getting them under exclusive agency on the buy side or getting a listing agreement assigned. And then you would refer that out to your listing assistant or your buyer's assistant to actually service the deal all the way to close. If you work it the right way, I believe you can generate more than 500 an hour. I know people that are two, three, $4,000 an hour working in that capacity. Um, another model as well outside of those four that I mentioned, which is community team, rainmaker team, CEO model, and Navy SEAL team would be a hybrid of CEO and Navy SEAL. And I worked that model for quite some time. And that is where you choose to do the CEO model, but maybe you take 10 or 15 clients a year. Maybe it's a million dollar listing or higher or really close family and friends. Um, we all recognize that there's a lot of commission attached to a listing, especially right now, be it that it's a seller's market in most locations. And it's hard to turn away from a $25,000 payday when you know it's gonna take you less than five hours. If you do choose to refer that out to somebody else, um, I would recommend not referring it at a 50-50 split, which seems like it's become commonplace in the real estate industry. Just pay someone a flat fee. Say, hey, I've got a million dollar listing lead. You can have all the buyer leads that come off of it, but when that listing sells, I'm just gonna pay you $5,000. I don't know very many agents that will turn away from five grand when all they have to do is go in and sign a listing agreement and turn it over to the office to get it to market and negotiate a few offers. It's pretty quick money. So in the end, as we all enter the industry, um, independent of where you are in your journey, it's important to know what you want to be when you grow up. Um, most importantly, where you want to be when you exit. A lot of real estate teams, a lot of um, real estate brokerages have no idea where the industry is going to go. I have no idea where the industry is going to go, but most have yet to define where they want to be at exit, what they want their valuation to be, what their company consists of to essentially determine their valuation. And so this is the number one focus and goal currently of Elite Real Estate Systems is helping to create multipliers for businesses across the industry to help them generate more profit in less time with less energy by simply taking advantage of what they already have, which is a database. And so we've been talking for many years about in making sure that real estate teams and brokerages start focusing more on mortgage partnerships, title partnerships, insurance partnerships, property management partnerships, and investment services. Uh, because I believe that is where the wealth is going to be when we exit. It's not just going to be in the real estate team entity that we create. If you would like a copy of my business plan, it's the Elite Business Plan. It's a nine-step process for building and scaling a dominant business in your marketplace. The link is in the show notes.